my boys and girls children of all ages, this is a special edition of Apex Greatness. I am your host, <laughs> Russell Broderick. <laughs> fucking, I'm in the middle today as Big Papa Santa. Fucking, above me is Johnny Arnett, our special guest. Beneath me, as always, <laughs> is Dario Albuquerque. <laughs> It's actually never, we never do the show this way, so it doesn't yeah, make sense. Yeah. Off camera is the fairy godmother, <laughs> Lindsay Lehman. Oh man, this is just ridiculous looking. <laughs> Super ridiculous. I think, I think it's fire. I love Dario's Winter Wonderland. He's got in the background. I was going to say, Dario, like, Dario looks like he's in a snow globe. I was about to say, yeah, you're you're coming at you live from... <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty much in the North Carolina. <laughs> That's a fair point. Um, so, obviously, this is a very different episode of the show. <laughs> I don't usually dress like this. My beard's usually a hair shorter. Um, and we're going to try something a little different today. We are doing a Christmas award show spectacular. So, essentially, we have a bunch of categories. Some of them will be on your screen. Uh, and we are going to run through five different awards. And then at the end, we're going to do our all Christmas, our all NBA Christmas team. We're going to do a first team and a second team. How are you guys? How are you doing? After I uh, went through everything, how's it going? How are we doing? How are we feeling? I'll start since I'm on top. I'm doing good. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm excited for this show. Different than any sort of content I've ever done on my channel. So this should be fun. And I love NBA Christmas. I It gets me so excited. And so just talking about all those games. And it's kind of a weird research. It's like normally when you talk about like history and stuff, you don't have to look into a specific date and like collect your own stats for it and everything. Yeah. And so this will be fun to kind of tackle it. And it's weird. Like guys don't perform the same on Christmas day compared to what they normally do. Like it has an effect on for sure. So that was my favorite part about the specific awards we picked that we'll get through as we go through them. Um, it felt like there was certain people that absolutely stood out on Christmas. Mm -hmm. And some of them were the people you'd expect, like, you know, the hall of famers of the game, the people of their generation. But then from, Another standpoint, you have guys like, you know, Bernard King, um, who was an all-star for a little bit of time, but due to injuries or whatever, didn't have the greatest career that as, he, as he could have, as he could have had. And then see him get 60 points on Christmas. Like, there's all kinds of crazy stat games. Like, Tracy McGrady had his same thing, career cut short. Actually, very similar. Career cut short or like career altered by injuries. And he has two of the best games ever by a player on Christmas. So like, it's fun to throw out different names than the ones we usually throw out. Sure. I'm excited to go through. We Jerry, it? how you doing? Yeah, I was about to say, bro. I'm doing good, you know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, in, a, I'm in a holiday spirit, you know. Happy to, to be doing a, a nice little Christmas special. It's going to be dope. Lindsay, are you wearing Christmas shit off camera? It's very important. No, I ran in here and I'm still in my work <laughs> could clothes. Have lied. That's what I'm saying. You, you just lied. Like Why ruin it for the audience? You could have said, yeah. Get her out. Yeah, Get I'm her out. Mrs. Claus out. We'll there. handle this alone. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> her. We just, hear, we just hear a door shut. <laughs> That's it. Hold yeah. here. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Dario? I felt bad. I, I was you. gonna say I just wanted to remind the audience that this is gonna be part one of two yes. parts. Very true. Yes. Mm -hmm. Very true. So we're gonna start with the Grinch Award. We tried to go as punny as possible with the Christmas names. So the now Grinch what is the Grinch Award. <laughs> yeah. The Grinch Award is for the best single defensive performance. I'm going to be doing this all show with the mustache, so just get ready. Um, <laughs> the best single defensive performance on Christmas. The way the Grinch stole Christmas, these guys stole basketballs. <laughs> stole and blocked them and got rebounds and changed the game. Slap little kids. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grab, grab little kids. Sure. <laughs> Fucking weird. They treated men like kids. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, 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 I see what you're going. <laughs> like that, All right. Like that. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm sure. gonna just, <laughs> just dig yourself a hole. It's fine. All right. uh, <laughs> but who wants to go first? After everybody's got a different. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to start. Go for it. So I'm going for my guy, Moses Malone, who's fourth on this little list that's right there. But first in my heart, right? He he um he had a really good defensive game with five blocks, three steals. Yeah. But not only the and I know this is on this is the Grinch Award, but I just also wanted to know his dominance all around. He also had twenty eight points, twenty one rebounds in a revenge game against That's the, the one thing that was crazy to me. The Philadelphia seventy sixers. That was the biggest part of this game that was wild to me was I thought that Moses, I didn't think, I didn't even blink. I didn't think twice about it until I looked at it further. I thought Moses Malone was still on the Sixers. And then I looked at it twice and I was like, oh no, this is the biggest revenge game ever. This is crazy. He had a lot of revenge games in his career. I've I've said it before. Moses Malone's the greatest journeyman in NBA history. Like, how does a dude that great end up on so many different teams? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he have he had two MVPs for Houston or three for the for the Rockets? He won one in '82 with the Rockets and yeah. one with the Sixers in '83, which I think yeah. he's the only guy to win back to back on separate teams. But yeah, I can't remember if it was two or three. I think there's one more before that point. That yeah. And that might was have been. it a trade from Houston to to um, the Sixers? I think it was. For, uh, I should know this. I've done so much content on Moses Malone, <laughs> but now I can't remember. Was it a trade or was it free agency acquisition? Because I remember oh, there's a there's a big correlation between that and uh, Kevin Durant joining the Warriors. Like if you talk about like one instance where that was kind of similar yeah. in NBA history, like that Philadelphia team went to the NBA Finals the year before Moses Malone joined them, and he was the MVP. So right. now you have the MVP joining an Eastern Conference contender, and what happens in '83? They just dominate. They they lose only one game in the postseason. He says that famous like fo 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 in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. yeah, and so that was that was like Kevin Durant before Kevin Durant joining the Warriors. Had a game score, which is like where they calculate all the different stats you could possibly have in a in a stat sheet. Has a game score of 27.9. I think 30 is considered extraordinary. 20 is considered above average. Something like that. I think the something along those lines. Uh, 27.9, not bad. Feels like, but that, but that shouldn't matter, right? Because we're talking, we're talking Grinch award. We're talking just defense, right? Yeah. Like I know Dario was like, "Oh, it's a great all around game." This is not (laughs) what I was told. I was told this was a defensive award. Okay, so that's all I'm going to argue for. My whole thing. Is I just had to throw that in for the audience. Okay, they're, okay. You know, they're picking out. Let's of just appreciate. They'll remember yeah. like, oh, this guy dominated defensively, probably better than everybody on this list. Yeah. And also, it just demolished them offensively too. So yeah. just saying, just saying for you you guys. Yeah. You know, shot, that's my case. Shot 39%. All right. Can, can we, can we go, can we go into you guys? I don't want to, I don't want to hog the mic. You know, I want to, I want to give you guys, you guys this picks. We don't have to talk about his percentages. You know? I can Lindsay, go next. Yeah. Lindsay, you go. So I have Deandre Jordan from the 2013 game versus golden state warriors. He had like yeah. six blocks, 13 rebounds and a steal. And I will say he's the grinchiest of the Grinches of these choices because they didn't win. And the Grinch's heart grew so big in the movie that he let, the Who's have Christmas, so I think that DeAndre Jordan should win the Grinch Award. Wow, that's, that's <laughs> deep. That's deep. Yeah, okay. Boom, bitches. Boom. <laughs> we shouldn't have given like a like a like a theme to this because that's not fair. Like that's Lindsay's thing. That's Lindsay. <laughs> that's like like yeah, she like we. That's probably her favorite movie. No, my favorite movie is The Little Mermaid. Okay. Okay. Favorite <laughs> Christmas movie. Oddly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so DeAndre Jordan, thirteen points, thirteen rebounds, six blocks. How many points did the Warriors score? They they only won by two. Uh, the Warriors did, and they only scored one hundred and five, wow. which yeah. for the Warriors is lower, I guess. Lower what, what, than what year is this? This 
it was 2013. This game was like really chippy. Oh yeah, so I guess it is. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say we 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 we're not talking about the 17 Warriors right yeah. now. Let's chill Steph, out. Yeah, 15 points, five to 17. I wonder what their uh, Draymond point. and Blake Griffin both got ejected this game too. Oh shit. Oh. Speaking of Steph being five to seventeen, dude is straight trash on Christmas. Like <laughs> it's just like you want to talk about a dude who's different on Christmas. Dude is all time terrible. Like <laughs> I was looking at his stats, it was like I'm not sure if it was the most up to date, but it was decently up to date. It's averaging something like twelve points on thirty percent shooting on Christmas Day, and that sounds about right. Like I just remember throughout the years, it's just like he just doesn't show up, and it's it's weird. I wonder how it affects like why it affects guys differently, you know? But like he's yeah. just bad. <laughs> you know what's but, about to happen because you said that stuff about to go off in a few days. I'll give you a sixty piece. He is yeah. streaky like that. I wouldn't be surprised. I remember what was that one year where he he shot like O of ten against yeah. yeah, it was like it was like I can't remember if it was against us, against the Lakers, or but the very next game, didn't he like break the record and made like thirteen three pointers the very next game? It was like O of ten and then like breaks record like right afterwards. It was like yeah, no, step. He's done that in a game where he's shot terribly in the first half, like the God mode game, where he shot terribly in the first half and then like absolutely eviscerated the mm-hmm. God Rock? mode game is that OKC? No, it was in the playoffs. I want to say it was the Rockets or the Blazers, or you know, having the greatest record in regular season history, and then just getting absolutely embarrassed in the finals. You know, like twenty. That's, what, that's what I was about to ask you. Would you <laughs> would you rather have Would you rather have Christmas curry or finals curry? Oh, finals curry. Finals yeah. curry is yeah. like low key underrated. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, yeah Christmas curry's he's bad. He's on the he's naughty. Legitimately list. rough. Well, well, the whole thing, the, that just goes to, like, add to everybody's claims of stuff not showing up in big moments. Like, the biggest of moments. Yeah. Like, Are we going to call Christmas a big moment now? Like, yeah. I mean, it's fuck like, yeah. I always say Christmas is when the regular season really starts. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, that's like the that's when the stages are set, and it's all NBA time. I kind of just consider it, like, I don't know. It's an event. It's fun to watch, but I never really put too much stock in, like, how meaningful a Christmas game is because everybody's in a different mindset. You know, it's like, that's why I like the, like the games itself. And that's why I pick like my favorite game, like the greatest game. It was because it was just about that game. Like we knew the like, like spoiler, but we knew Miami and LA wasn't going to end up in the finals in 2004. Like we just knew that, you know, but it was about that game. It felt like a boxing match, you know? Mm -hmm. And so Christmas is just, cause it's like, West Coast teams are now playing earlier in the day. There's a bunch of guys who are like in a weird headspace because they'd rather be home with family anyway. It's just like, it's just totally different than what these guys are accustomed to. Fucking, so DeAndre Jordan apparently is the Warriors like nightmare on Christmas. He's got the game Lindsay's talking about with six blocks. He's also got another game in 2011 with eight blocks. That was, I, I always forget how big of a rivalry that was in the beginning of the 2010s. Mm-hmm. Between the like before they got K before they got KD and before the Warriors started just going was, like this, yeah, those those like, two teams were like, yeah, it got really bad like in twenty thirteen time. Mm-hmm. At the time, at that time, like the beginning of the twenty tens was Clippers Lakers. That was like a big thing. Lindsey was the biggest Steph Curry. How could Lindsay you not hate him if you're a Clippers fan? Oh, <laughs> you're, you're a Clippers fan. Oh, shut yes. up. We're not getting into this right now. <laughs> I don't know if you know that she picked DeAndre Jordan for best defensive game How ever. How does it even happen? Happen? Do you just, like, not like rooting for the best? Like, is that what it is? Um, you just oh, really, really, brother. really love Blake Griffin is well, how it happens. Yeah. She, oh, she, okay. Her first year of watching basketball was Blake Griffin's uh, crazy rookie year with all the dunks and shit. Okay, that was pretty exciting. I I get that. I like the Clippers. They're different. It just stuck. (laughs) What a time to become a Clippers fan. Because I tell you what, the previous, like, however many years before (laughs) that, there was nothing going on. Absolute (laughs) nightmare. And then Blake Griffin shows up, boom, Clippers fan. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Clippers fans everywhere. Team worth $2 billion. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fucking A. All right, who's uh, my defensive game is... An underrated one that I it took me a while to find, but believe it or fucking not, Dirk Nowitzki had a crazy defensive performance on 
Christmas Day. Um, he was going up against a Kings team that was still good, like still very good at that point. They were 20 and seven going into this game. Uh, puts up, well, he has 31 points, but puts up 14 rebounds, three steals, and three blocks versus Sacramento. And pretty sure they come out with a win for that game. We'll look that up in a second. But I couldn't believe I was thinking that out loud with Dirk because Dirk's not known for his defense. Yeah. But just keeping it to a one-game thing, he played center in this game. Uh, he Because, like, Antoine Walker was the power forward. And what do you call it? And then when usually he is, like, he usually has, like, a Tyson Chandler-type guy to be super successful. And so seeing him play center and uh, like embrace the role, because I was watching a little bit of the game earlier today, but seeing him embrace the role was very crazy, very crazy to watch. Like he's, he's in everywhere underneath. And then he comes on the other side and he's dropping 31. Not that's relevant. Like you said earlier, but it's, it's the same kind of thing. Dario was saying it's total dominance. Like, uh, but more specifically, I picked it because of the fact that Dirk's not so much of a defensive player and he had this major performance on Christmas. I just thought that was impressive. So he gets extra points because he's not normally great on defense? Yeah. Same thing, <laughs> same thing with fucking... Because he, he shines on the, the fucking Christmas stage with the all right, all right. multicolored lights. So he's Christmas clutch. <laughs> is that what we're going to call it now? Is like, there's a Christmas clutch gene. Hey, listen, we're only, got like it. you said to start the show, we're only focused on one fucking day of the year. This Christmas. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> for one right. day, for one day, he was fire. I'm going to start preaching that now. People are going to say like, oh, Dirk wasn't a great defender. I'm like, well, you're forgetting Christmas, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Casual. <laughs> Go study up. <laughs> yeah. Casual piece of garbage. But yeah, like I said, he was definitely playing center because it was Antoine Walker and Antoine Jameson was the other one. He played uh, so he 47 had... and a half minutes too. Didn't they yeah. go OT? Uh, no. What the hell? They were, they were working him. That's what I'm saying. For one night. For one night. He had to be everywhere. He That's why he ran his from the field. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta mention that if we if we gonna be talking about my my guy. Well, what were you what were you saying, Johnny? I said that's why Dirk was running as fast as a turtle in his final few years, probably because yeah. they just ran him to the ground earlier on. <laughs> he had nothing left in those legs. Fucking <laughs> NFL running back syndrome. It's yeah. like when they 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 retire at age what do you call it? Like usually, most of them retire retire before thirty because. They just get smashed the whole fucking yeah. career. Yeah. Unless you're Frank Gore and you play forever. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's uh, he, well, by the time we put this out, he would have been in a boxing match with Darren Williams, if you can believe that. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah no. He's on the Jake Paul card. Fun facts. <laughs> fun facts for everyone. Frank Gore versus Darren Williams. Hilarious. Uh, sure. So, Johnny, you're up. All right. So, I'll speak on behalf of my game. So, Knicks, Bulls. Awesome rivalry in the 90s. So you already know that the physicality's there. And I've watched the game. I mean, it was a great Christmas Day game. But it was one of those things that, remember what this was coming off of, you know? This was coming after that big series in 1994 with that controversial foul call. Scotty Pippen pushing Patrick Ewing after dunking on him, walking over him, and, like, Patrick punches him in the junk. And then he it's walks over to, like, thing. yeah, he walks over to, like, Spike Lee and points at him. It was like, that was the series that this one's coming off of. Now we got a Christmas Day game. Game. so you know it's intense you know it's going to be physical and it was it was a, it was a great game and scotty was like scotty was balling um if, if this was a scotty they had all the time they wouldn't have needed mj um which, i mean all right i'm gonna take a page out of dario's book but he did it all <laughs> you know 36 points 16 rebounds i don't know whether or not you guys count rebounds like i know there's defensive rebounds it's yeah. kind of a controversial thing whether or not you count like rebounding and positioning as the shot goes up as a part of defense yeah. but that only helps scotty if you do but he also sure. doesn't need it he had a he had a bunch of steals five steals he had a couple blocks to go with it and you mentioned the clutch aspect of it and the way that game ended it came down to the final shot and scotty that's where he got i think I think he had only counted one of his blocks because the second block probably came after the buzzer. But he was locking down dudes on the perimeter and he blocks the first shot and then he blocks the second shot as time expires and it's like, 
that's Scotty Pippen. Like that was, that's him in a nutshell. And it was like such a great image. And it's like, so knowing him, his reputation, the, the, the reputation of that rivalry in a series and just how great he was in the last moments. I'm like, for me, it's Scotty, like that game right there. He is a guy that I've shit on repeatedly on this program throughout the episodes. But I'll say this, what you were saying about Curry earlier, it is the exact opposite with Scotty Pippen. He might be the greatest Christmas performer ever. He's undefeated on Christmas. He's absurd. He is absurd on Christmas day. And his stat sheet is like, Crazy. We're going to get into it later, I'm sure. But uh, uh, he definitely I think shows up like crazy. It's sure. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Every game on Christmas, he has. I'm surprised like, he shot 10 great threes games. that game. He shot what? He shot 10 threes. Well, he was like one of those guys. 2020 game. Like, this was the. Uh, More than the rest of the team combined. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. But he was the guy that was doing that for the Bulls before, like, like they had B.J. Armstrong. They had their three-point specialist. But in terms of, like, because you even saw Jordan in the 92 finals take a lot of threes. And, like, even in the 93 playoffs, he took a ton of threes in comparison to the league. So th- those two guys were kind of ahead of it in terms of stars trying to extend their range a little bit. Um. So it's not total for me. It's not super surprising, but it is a fucking lot for sure. Yeah, shooting more than fifty percent of his team's three point shots. Yeah, I was just uh, I was surprised I was the only one to pick Pippen. To be honest, I mean it's it's Scotty. It's an incredible game, but you know some people just want you know Dirk as their lockdown defender. So (laughs) hey, (laughs) the goal. The name of the game was everybody brings something different. So I brought something. Okay, okay. Did you do that after you like? Would you have picked someone else and then you saw like, oh, I was going to take DeAndre, so I'll take Dirk Nowitzki. No, no, he did. Now that now's the part where we get into that. I was going to pick Dario's fucking pick. I was going to pick. Okay. Okay. I think Moses Malone's game is awesome. And it's a revenge game, and he does fucking a lot on the defensive end. He's got 21 rebounds. I'm sure half of them are on the offensive glass. Mm-hmm. Like, greatest offensive rebounder of all time. But, yeah, that's what I thought. I'm exactly correct. He split. He got 21 rebounds. 10 were offensive. Not so, this, not to the same extent as uh, as Dirk, but Moses as well. Like, he wasn't. He was an all-time great defender. Let me put it that way. Like yeah. he was a decent defender. I think he made like a couple all-defense teams and such. Yeah. Um, didn't have the quickest mobility. Wasn't the best shot blocker. All that sort sure. of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, he could do it occasionally. And so yeah, not quite t- to the level of surprise that Dirk is. But yeah, for him to have a big defensive game like that, that's 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 different for him. Yeah. So 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 Johnny, are you trying to tell us that you picked Scotty off a of reputation mainly? It sounds like, it, it no, kind of sounds him. like you're talking about like these guys. I, we're just talking about Christmas, man. No, I'm telling. He just said it. Scotty's like arguably like I wouldn't even go that far, so I'm not going to quote him on that. He's one of the all time great Christmas players. He's undefeated, undefeated on Christmas. Scotty's just Scotty all the time. Have you ever seen Scotty and go, man? He's really slacking on defense. He's not even trying. You know, oh, no, not me. Like you, you might, I mean, I've definitely said Scotty's not trying on several occasions. You, but you maybe might not get on- Russell on that one because because me and Russell argue about Scotty's greatness on defense all the time. I think Scotty Pippen is one of the greatest defensive players to ever play for sure. But uh, yeah, he has his uh, he has his moments where he doesn't try very much for sure. And he gets. We, are we watching the same games? We got to sit down and watch like a classic Bulls game together. Yeah, we should. Let's analyzing. watch. Let's watch the game where he refused to get off the fucking bench. Okay, yeah, you can't play defense when you're on the bench. I'm and not going to say next, he was looking like a Hall game, of Famer on the bench. Like, and then no. the next game when it was a buzzer beater and he changed the entire team's fucking motivation and they threw the worst inbound pass ever to Scotty, who was guarded by four guys because he fucking bitched about the game. Okay, before. This is so classic. Like you can't, you, you can't back up your actual argument. So you change it to something else. And That's it's, the argument. I'm, not, I'm not talking about whether or not Scotty was a jerk for like sitting on the bench and not helping the team out, how it affected the team. Like, yeah, no, and that's good. not trying. That's <laughs> not trying by definition. That is not trying. Okay, so he had one play that's very famous that we all know about where he was on the bench, so he wasn't trying on offense well, or defense or any sense well, of the word. <laughs> well, just because I can, and it's fun. 
Um, the only reason we really, at most, like a majority of the world knows about it now is because it was just on a stupid dock that didn't need to have that that specific moment in it. But I mean, it was big cost, then too. Yeah, yeah. yeah that well, to maybe cost, a lot of newer fans. It was a reminder, or you know, yeah. to newer fans no, they learned huge. about it. But it was big then too. Made I mean, all the but, books, but it, but it just caused Scotty to be a drunk, belligerent man, and now created a book about <laughs> it and, and go crazy. So that that's why it's you know. See, so, I didn't say that. Wasn't me. Well, no, no, I'm just saying that that's what's causing it, and then that's where, yeah, that's where. That's definitely that's where fair. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm not. No what's comment. going on with Scotty lately, though, is it's like the Paul Pierce thing. I think we talked about this the last podcast, where Paul Pierce thinks he's the greatest player of all time, which yeah. automatically makes people think less of him. And yeah. I feel like that thing's kind of happening with Scotty now. Like the more he opens his mouth, the less people want. To, the less credit people want to give him for everything he did with the Bulls. It's like, now I it's agree. Like, I totally agree. Carry oh, to you. I, I completely like, no, disagree. Not. You disagree? No, I feel no, like yeah, that, no. that makes me feel further like I don't like him. It's everything he's done in the last few no, years. No, but the whole thing yeah. is like, if you, at least me as a basketball fan, anyone who's spoken about Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan, ca- like casual fans at least, everyone always shitted on Pippen. Like, literally my whole life, I thought really? Pippen was trash until I actually watched Bulls games. And I was like, this guy is elite. And no and no one believed that. And and I appreciate, at the time, watching the the, for the um, last dance, I appreciated how he talked about Pippen because I felt like a lot of people didn't know that. Like, I remember, like, people on Twitter and shit just, like, talking about, oh, wow, I didn't know Scottie Pippen was this good. Yeah. Well, because because Pip because it's also like not like actual politics, but like basketball politics, where it's like if you back Pippen, like there are there are LeBron fans that back Pippen so hardcore because really it diminishes Jordan. Yeah, that's all you know. And it's like so even stuff like that. It's like he's so polarizing, like where you rank Scotty all time and how you view him as a player and that sort of thing. But to to be fair, Dario, I haven't had as many of those conversations. I had one dude who's on my channel a lot. He's in my Discord server and everything. He he said that I I'm totally out of touch with the the with basically the casual basketball fan, and I think it's really true. Like I don't bother talking to him. My channel doesn't carry <laughs> itself that way. And so when you're telling me like, yeah, all the casuals think Scotty sucks, I'm like, well, I don't talk to them, so yeah, I wouldn't yeah. know. Yeah. Like, I, I, like I live in that. an echo chamber of people who are I'm obsessed saying. with the game. But that's know? the whole thing. But the whole thing is because the NBA has gotten so big, you have a majority of, of those people are casual fans. So that's yeah. why it's like, yeah, that's why you kind of yeah. The more the more people that have uh, opinions <laughs> that are silly (laughs) (laughs) because the fame is getting more fucking like i mean good for them they're becoming more popular and they deserve it because the game is awesome right now but that's definitely what comes with it is there's more human beings well because of social media it's actually there's been some some um, stats showing that like people are watching the games less but they're talking about the games more that's a huge thing yeah Yeah. and so it's like they'll watch youtube videos and stuff which i hate i honestly hate that because everybody thinks now that like all these great players it's like they're shooting logo shots and they just don't miss from a logo i'm like no you're not actually watching the full games like i do i see those boneheads sometimes going oh from 35 (laughs) and they brick it i'm like that's not making the highlight reel you know and so i don't know there's value to watching the whole game and analyzing yeah. everything that's going on i agree and that i was gonna say uh when you were saying about youtube or whatever i agree that there's a certain aspect of that but for me personally i found so many full games from like back in the day on youtube oh, yeah. like there's so many full games to watch it's just about people's attention spans are very short sometimes yeah. sure that's okay yeah. so but so, who you got well i'm taking yeah, most i was gonna so I, I was going to ask, do we all want to vote on on? Because I just don't know how we don't vote on our guys, usually, for the most part. We could tie. Well, yeah, that's true. I think what we should do is, like, between us, we should just vote on someone other than our own guy. You can't yeah, vote on your own guy. That's and we'll determine guy. it that way. That's so, a good call. I'm with which, that. Which you get upset about, Dario. If you're so confident about your pick, I could I could vote for your guy. <laughs> yeah, that's I can't what vote I'm for saying. mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, like nobody's gonna vote for mine well maybe you picked poorly i don't know yeah, <laughs> yeah like for example dirk Nowitzki's about to get screw zero. you Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> well it's fun what makes that fun though what makes this fun is 
you kind of have to put a good argument together. It incentivizes like us like making that. the case for our guy because yeah. the other people in this podcast are going to be voting on it. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, that's like the plan. That. We're going to vote, but you can't vote for your own guy. So I'm voting for fucking Moses because he was going to be my guy. <laughs> I want him to be my guy. I think Moses' game is crazy. Yeah. So so I'm voting for Scotty because I okay. like the, the Knicks thing. I like that. I like that. The, the way he broke that down. So. Yeah, I'm taking Moses too. There, see, you know what I mean. Told you. All well, right, Lindsay, um, I, I, pick. I was gonna go for Scotty, so I guess we're. Talking. Oh, I knew it. I knew she was. That's what I was saying. It's half half. So, so back. So back to square one. All right. Yeah, rock paper scissors. Who's ready? Oh, that's the point. This is the point where we look at the audience and go. Let us know between the two players who you think. Scotty or Moses would be number one between Scotty and Moses. They're going to be on your screen right now in a cute little awards thing. You pick, all right. Yeah. You guys make the decision, and uh, we'll see what we'll see when we get back to it. But, but really, DeAndre Jordan was the actual Grinch. <laughs> all right. So next category is Santa Award, which I originally titled the best out of nowhere game RKO style. Uh. This is the best game by a guy who was not an all-star. So, like, if he wasn't an all-star that year, that also counts. But as Johnny was just saying, make your case for why this is the Secret Santa Award for the best performance from a guy who was not an all-star. And it kind of came out of nowhere. Who's going first? I just wanted to say before anything. Johnny does not know what RKO style means. That doesn't matter. I, 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 was, I was wondering. The meme with the RKO? Fucking. You don't know who RKO Randy Orton? Like, out and I? No, he shouldn't know who Let I'm me guess. Is wrestling again? Yeah, already established. Yeah, that's all, that's all, that's all yeah, I thought it was funny. When I'm not into that glorified drama kid stuff. <laughs> And Randy okay. Orton is definitely a glorified drama kid. Like his I'm, I'm okay with that. that. Yeah, that's fine. That's hilarious. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'll go first. I'll go first. So, I picked Spud Webb in 1989 because this is a guy who, during this season, this man started half the half the games during that year, and he only averaged nine points a game, right? Nine points, six assists, basically more of a six man. And then on Christmas Day, he has an out-of-body experience. He scores the most points that he does all season, right? 26 points, 12 assists, 12 of 14 from the field. Mind you, he is one of the smallest players of all time. So he is easily working harder than, you know, he's working his ass off to get these buckets. And he's having an out-of-body experience for sure. Um, because 26 and 12 is a great game. And they won by 11. And they needed every minute he played <laughs> to beat the Cavs, who were good. weren't they good at the time? What was their record? Well, they were not this particular they were not season, but I feel like that's an outlier. Yeah, yeah, back in the days with Mark Price and stuff, a lot of times they yeah. were good. This was kind of an outlier. But. And Brad Doherty, but Brad Doherty's not on this. Uh, but those were, the, those were the guys that they built that around. But yeah, Dominique had 22. Moses, again journeyman <laughs> 24 and 13 uh but spud web with 26 and 12 is my pick for the best secret santa game for sure who's next i'll go all right um so i have monta ellis from 2010 versus the blazers he had 39 points two rebounds seven assists two steals and a block on 50 60 91 which is awesome um, and I'm going to go with him because I don't think – was he ever an all-star? No, he's ha. never made an all-star team. Yeah, this was a baller game for a never all-star. So, so I, the, the only thing about Monte Ellis at that time is Monte Ellis was known for, like, lighting people up at that time. And mm-hmm. I feel like he was, like, a top five shooting guard in the league at that time. So that's my, I that was, I, that's my only argument. But he was him. never an all-star, so how can you make that argument? I don't know if he was top five, but Monte Ellis could get 
buckets. (laughs) People knew he could could ball and that sort of thing. And and I honestly almost – I almost went with this one. Um, I changed my pick. This was my initial pick because it was such a great game. Um, He's such a talented player. And I think he's become a little bit like underrated and lesser known as time has gone on. Like a lot of those old warriors have because there's so many like, you know, bandwagon fans and so many people who don't know the warriors history who have been a fan in more recent years. And so, but, but yeah, I mean, it's not the most shocking thing to see like Monte Ellis just go off. Like he, he's definitely capable of it. So that's why I ultimately didn't go with him, but I'm not hating. I mean, it's a great game for sure. Microwave hundred percent. Um, and he w- it was interesting with the, the, the early years of Curry and Monte Ellis. Cause like, imagine if, cause Curry was injured a lot during that time. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like it would have been interesting to see, if Curry could could have gotten to the spot, not saying that he's at now, but like the spot he was at when he dropped buckets on the Knicks, for example, like if he had gotten to that spot earlier, I wonder if him and Monta Ellis could have done damage in the West because they were electric. A lot of things, a lot of issues. (laughs) Look at Curry at Christmas. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a a recurring fucking theme for sure. (laughs) A lot of issues with Monte Ellis and Curry was, um, that they a lot like it was Monte's team at um at the time Curry got drafted and there sure. was like some tension there where he didn't want to kind of let go of some of the reins so um I I'll go next yeah, yeah um my guy Bob Boozer no one knows who that who his name right you you guys have I never do. heard of I mean me and Johnny definitely do because <laughs> you know we give a shit about the old guys is he related to Carlos Boozer. No, absolutely. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, keep keep making your case. <laughs> yeah. So so and uh, in, in 1966, me. he drops his second high. This is so his career high is 42 points, and this is his second career high. Or whatever, whatever. I don't know. Second so he's this is not a, a a normal occurrence for this guy. Um, 40 and 13. Um, he he becomes an all star the very next year. So. Up to this point, he had already played six years in the league um, and hadn't done anything like this. And he just wilds out on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jerry Sloan. Jerry Sloan, Hall of Fame jazz head coach, also known for being like a very rugged guard for this era. It's interesting mm-hmm. to see him on there. No, it's a good pick. Look at that efficiency, too. 10 of 10 from the line, 15 of 23 from the field. No, nah, that's a good it. pick. I like, I like Bob Boozer. Appreciate that. For sure, I don't. I definitely don't hate it. I'm just. Uh, I'm just surprised to see you pick somebody Old from people. this era. For sure, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, because the last time I was, I was, we we were all together. I remember getting a lot of crap for my '60s hate and '70s oh. and all of those stuff, right? And y'all gonna see that I showed a lot of love to the older people, and it wasn't on purpose either. I was just like, a, I, I believed it. You got a lot of hate from me, but I mean that's also a mean I know, I, I wasn't trying to, too. Like yeah, people yeah. think I just love the the old players too much. So I mean, <laughs> as much as you get hate, like it's a meme against me too. So it's like but that, if you go if you go back, <laughs> you know, I wasn't trying to pick at you, Johnny. I was just saying. No, you know, I, just... <laughs> I I've given him shit plenty of times on this show though about same the same kind of deal. Oh yeah, but yeah. uh, what do you call it? You did right. just give me a legitimate reason not to vote for you, though. <laughs> it's, it's like, well, if I'm using Dario's logic against him, well, it happened way back in the day when everybody was trash. So, <laughs> all right, look, look, we went through a lot of Christmas games, and it was hard to find a lot of uh, a good amount of these players who just out of nowhere went off. So, my guy, yeah. my guy, um, Bobby, that's his new name, Bobby Boucher. He did what he had to do. <laughs> Yep. Uh, Bobby Boucher. Nice. All right. Well, my guy, Greg Ballard, I'm pretty sure nobody's ever heard of, which is the point. I don't really know much about this guy either, which just strengthens my case, to be honest, because this dude is a surprise. He ain't nobody. I don't give a crap about that championship. He was no part of it. On that championship team, he was the Adam Morrison. Okay. So this guy, all of a sudden, yeah, he could score at times. And I know there's probably some really old dudes who are going to get mad at me. Listen, nobody knows who this guy is nowadays. But on Christmas Day, he became LeBron James. 
<laughs> and he did it all. 37 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. Not quite as efficient as the rest of you guys, but I mean, he did everything. And it's like, if you saw this one game, you know, just this one game was spotlighted and that's like all you got to see into, into his game. Played all 48 minutes, so he's got the endurance, he's got the stamina. You would think, dude, this guy, he's legit. He's got to be one of the best guys in the league. This guy's ahead of his time. He does it all. No, no. He was just, he had good Christmas vibes. <laughs> total surprise, total secret Santa. And so that's why I left Monte Ellis to come over to Greg Ballard because I'm like, dude, no, nobody was going back in the day like, oh, Greg Ballard's getting buckets, you know? It's like, and dishing dimes. And because, like, that stat line, that's a total, that's a total LeBron stat line. Yeah. <laughs> what was it again? It was 37 and 37, 37. nine and seven. Yeah. With a block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my choice. I'm again, I can't. All 48 minutes. That's crazy. Yeah. I can't tell you a ton about this guy. But that's why that's kind of why I picked him. I yeah, exactly. I could tell you a lot more about Monte Ellis and his game and how he played and that sort of thing. And it's like, you know, or other guys like that. So I can't tell you a ton about Bob Boozer either. So just to be fair. But okay, yeah. I was gonna say, do y'all really know who Bob Boozer is? Because I, I know he won a championship. I think Russell's lying. I think no. he's trying to look like the the look more same year. old school. Look same year. No, no I know he won a look, championship. Wait, you looked him up after I wrote his name. There's no way you just knew his. No, I played with him in 2K. That's why I knew who he was. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. That, that makes sense. 2K. I believe that for sure. Uh, that's dude. fine. That's the only reason I would know. I feel like, though, if <laughs> it was the year, it was that year. It wasn't that year, 86. No, no, it wasn't oh. back then. It was like at the end of his career, and I, he wasn't relevant to it at all, like what Johnny was saying about Craig Tallard. Oh, so but uh, need, like, 2K needs like pink diamond Christmas cards. <laughs> it's like it I'm be sure. the dude who's just a total scrub, but you got his Christmas Day card, so he's yes. like basically the goat on this yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> They've done that with other fucking games. They should do that. That would yeah. be sick. They probably already have. I don't even know. I haven't played that mode in so long. The, the card game mode used to be my favorite, but uh, then I then I realized it was like essentially gambling and i was like i'm out dude i can't i can't be <laughs> doing this with my life I realized it's a scam and it's yeah. too much of a commitment you yeah. know <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then i thought to myself wait kids can fucking do this this is wild mm-hmm. this is fucking wild like <laughs> that beard's not gonna make it russell no it's gonna it's make get, it it's getting sadder and sadder <laughs> as it's, it's gonna make it <laughs> i am gonna make it at least through this whole fucking show and then it's as soon the as this yeah. beard is done i'm lighting it on fire that's it <laughs> What? It's itchy. Even though I have a beard, it's itchy. And you thank God, thank God, I have my own mustache. Otherwise, this would really fucking be. <laughs> this would be awful. At least I can cover it. Why don't you just butt. tape it? You want me to waste more time? I don't. <laughs> okay. We're not lighting it on fire. That's not happening. Yeah, You're not lighting good. it on fire. You're not lighting it on fire. <laughs> I use it for next year. I can't cry. Okay, Russell, no. your pick, right? Uh, oh, shit. So we vote now. Yeah. Good. yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I've looked at all of your guys' scoring performances, and in each one of the seasons, which is why I looked through it the way I looked through it, you guys all had more points per game overall that season than my guy Spud Webb, even though you know who he is because of dunk contests. It doesn't matter. Spud Webb was fire that fucking game. 26 and 12 is amazing. It's not fucking 40, but it's amazing. And you know, it probably is well, worth more points when you combine the assists and the points. It's probably worth more than four. Well, you so, can't vote for him, you, so shut up. And make your vote. Who you vote no, for? I'm, I'm making. I'm just saying. Are you like, scared? Why you? Why you have to throw out that random? <laughs> He's got to make round two of arguments. He yeah, didn't like his first like, one. Well, that, throw this in. That's, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. I love Spud Webb. That little guy is my favorite. He's my little so, elf. He's so awesome. I can't pick elf. mine, which I would pick. That, just so the audience knows, I would pick mine if, if I could. <laughs> no, duh, that's how you pick. <laughs> my only thing. All right, so this is my thing, and and Russell did change my mind a little bit with that with that that Spud Web lower than average. My whole thing is look. Th- this is my thought process. Monte Ellis, I really truly do think he was like a walking bucket. So that's why it's hard for me to say his performance was like um, Secret Santa. Um, Spud Webb, I was like, Spud Webb was well known. Like he, to me, that's not a secret Santa. But then looking at 
all right, he he, he had like a, the lowest average out of everybody here. So he was less likely to do that. Plus he shot 12 of 14. I like that. But I also don't know who the hell Greg Ballard is. <laughs> so I feel like when, it's, when we're talking about Secret Santa, like he's completely a secret to me. So like <laughs> I have to go with the Greg Ballard guy because I knew Spud Webb and I knew Monte. And that's why. So I have to go to the Greg. I knew this was going to happen because based on the logic of the why we picked the guys we did is going to also be the reason why we pick the vote for the guys we vote for. It's like, I knew the instant, like he explained his reasoning for picking his guy. It's like, Oh, I did the same thing. Yeah. So I'm going to pick Bob booster. <laughs> He's going to. Yeah, no, it's like, you have the right no. thinking. Okay. That's totally yeah. a secret. Now yeah. I get what you said about Spud Webb, but I mean, Spud like Webb was reason. so athletically gifted. For like, sure. You could say he's one of the smallest guys of all time, but there's a right. reason he was in the league while being one of the smallest guys of all time. It's because yeah. he was a freak athlete and a little package. Yeah. So to picture just having like little bursts of greatness, yeah. like doesn't totally surprise me. Um, yeah. Great game, but yeah, not, not, not totally surprise me. It's just he's got that little guy, but whatever. I'm going to pick. Fucking. Uh, <laughs> I was going to pick much like the Moses thing from the last award. I was going to pick Greg Ballard for all the reasons you guys have been talking about. I was going to pick, I saw him when I, first of all, this award easily was the hardest research to get. Like for sure. When, when digging, this was by far the toughest thing. And it was hard <laughs> to come up with the right game at the right time. I think I legitimately but, spent a couple hours clicking through every season of Christmas and like scrolling and scrolling. Facts. That's what Facts. I did too. That's hilarious. Facts. And year by year. I'm and you're not going to find highlights. There isn't like a, you know, Greg Ballard mixtape on, like, <laughs> you know, like on YouTube. It's like, I wish I could provide footage of this dude going off. But it's like literally all I got is like. I got you. I got Nobito's you. I can reenact it. Line. He was dribbling the ball like this. On <laughs> and a print to me in gray. Future also can make me gray when I'm doing this. No, 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 no. He, he was bad. running he down the floor. LeBron like James that. speed. It was jumping from the free throw line, doing the jump, man. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, bro. <laughs> yeah, pick my guy. <laughs> but uh, but no, I like Greg Ballard. Daryl has Greg Ballard. Lindsay, who are you picking? Why do you guys have to make me pick last? Do it, Lindsay. Come on, you know, forty piece. He ain't, he ain't never had. He only had forty twice in his life. One of them was on Christmas. Was <laughs> in the league. You're going to make Let's me look up, like, it. pathetic Greg Ballard stats now. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, like, on this night, he had a lot of turnovers. Yeah. <laughs> he I got called 12 from the field like this night. Didn't, okay. shoot, didn't my guy shoot 10 to 10 from the field? So okay. next time, next time, like I am not picking last because I don't want to be the person making these fucking ties anymore because I was going to go with I'm doing Boozer. Let's go! Let's uh, go! Fucking a, yeah! You're not going. You're not going last ever again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll you're pick last. Go, Makes man. me judge, jury, and executioner. I like yeah. the power. perfect. Perfect. <laughs> we rotate. Let's rotate because I, I was hoping. All right. That. All right. So we have another tie. So we have Bob Boozer, and we have Drake Ballard. Let us know in the comment section your list of who you think should win these awards. For sure. All right. Last award for part one. Is the tremendous or tremendous, if you know English, performance. This is the best performance by a marquee player in the league. The, the most iconic performance on Christmas. Uh, who's going first? I can do it. Uh, Iconic? No, no, no. I gotta correct you. Okay, you said iconic. Well, it's just impressive, right? Like it's the just best marquee impressive. performance. I changed marquee. All right, all right, all right, all right. Here, changed the wording a little bit. It sounded nice. Yeah, you just throwing in random words and definitions. Is what I'm here for. That's all right. I'm like, wait, <laughs> let me change my pick. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't know. I don't know if you've watched over fucking a billion episodes of the show, but I mess up shit like that all the time. <laughs> I don't know what I'm here for. Fair enough. Fuck right. Fucking uh, but Lindsay, go first. Okay. So I have the uh, tiny head chewing uh, as my pick from 1985 when he was rookie. And they were going against the 85 Celtics on Christmas Day. And it was a comeback win. And this man had like 32, 11, and 3, and 2, and 1, and all that jazz. But yeah, he beat the 85 Celtics on Christmas Day as a rookie. So I'm going to go with that. 
he, he also they also came back from like 20 points right yeah it was a comeback yeah Lin- Lindsay, the funniest thing is when you when you when you first said the guy's name and you said tiny head whatever i was like who is he in the shoes and then before i could even stop like like think that i was like oh patrick ewan <laughs> <laughs> Poor Patrick. It's in <laughs> it's in head. it's in relation to his shoulders. Like it just doesn't work. He has like so the, yeah, 30, 32 and what is it, eleven on Christmas? I got a big thirty two and eleven, yeah. This is the eighty six Celtics, right? This is the best team. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, what day the is best it? teams of all time. What day is it? Is it on in eighty five? Yeah, eighty-five. So the eighty-six championship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, arguably one of the greatest teams of all time. I like that. Number one ranked defense that season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking about picking. Honestly, I think I had given this great thought of picking this for the best game because double overtime. You got so many stars. You got Kevin McHale putting up twenty-nine and fourteen. You got Larry Bird, twenty-three and ten. Shot horribly inefficient, but they were they were there. And they played 50 minutes for, and 45 minutes for Parrish. Uh, and it's a huge comeback for the Knicks. And it's kind of like, I'm sure, to an extent, Patrick Ewing had been playing really well in Georgetown. But this was one of his biggest early NBA games. Yep. And I, I really like this pick a lot. I'm, yeah, I'm not shocked you didn't pick this as like Because <laughs> the Knicks... So. That's well. That I obviously factored into my. You were like, screw that. I'm not. Uh, yeah. No Nick. No Nick level. No, I can't. Well, do I it. know who Russell's voting for. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Oh, trust me. You probably not. Um. All right. I got. I got this. I'm. I'm showing a little bit more love to the '60s again, and I'm going back to the who go to the '60s. Guy? Yeah. No. My boy Will Chamberlain. All right. So look, everybody talks about the '60 piece that Bernard King put up, right? And they're like, oh, right. great, greatest game or whatever. My guy started, created that. He created that whole thing. Bernard King had to pass somebody, right? And that was my boy. 59 and wait, wait. <laughs> fifty-nine and 36 rebounds on 52.3% shooting, right? But, but along with that, they went to double overtime. So it was <laughs> like, so imagine this on, on freaking Christmas. You watching all of this, and then my guy just keeps on putting in buckets, buckets, buckets. Gets you 59, 36. They still lose by one point. So, yeah, I like that. I like that as my greatest performance ever. Of course, they didn't bother to put anybody else's extra stats, but they happen to have minutes for Will. <laughs> they know people are mainly looking back at this fucking team to look at one yeah, guy and one guy. Only, only. Yeah, only Paul Azarin is a Hall I'm pretty sure he's in the Hall of Fame. And there's guys that like you know are in there that are playing out here but richie Guerin had 40 40 and 10 jesus christ 16 24 for johnny green these are all names that i barely know that i know very often richie off-hand. Guerin's a hall of famer he's a baller there was that's what i thought game, yeah yeah there was one game where wilt had like 67 it was actually fun fact uh wilt's 100 point game was actually four straight his fourth game of four straight sixty point games. Yeah. The first game he had sixty seven. Richie Guerin had a fifty point triple double in that same game against him. So in that game where Will had sixty seven, he's arguably not even the best player on the court that night. Yeah, so, yeah Garen Garen could play too. That is crazy. But I this is this is another pick that's like I'm glad. I'm just glad I'm just happy to see this from you personally. Thank well, you. But but like it's crazy. Him saying that fun fact was just proof that they were smoking high school kids. But keep on, let's go. <laughs> well, for the sake of this segment, Wilt Chamberlain was dominating plumbers. Okay, there were <laughs> such a small guy. Let's go. <laughs> Join the dark side. This. <laughs> Join the dark side. Come this, over here. This was your master shade. plan. We're in the shade. <laughs> Well, this yeah, was your plan. Yeah, you pitted yeah, me yeah, against Wilt yeah, so that I would go back on all the love that I have for this guy. But I want to win. So here we go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> you know what, John? I completely agree with you. You know what? I agree. Let's go. We're Bernard, back. Out. We've left the shade. <laughs> Bernard King, if, if you want to bring him up, his 60 points, it's one of the most 
efficient scoring performances of all time, let alone on Christmas. I mean, he was also, from the also free throw line, efficient from the field, doing it all basically on jump shots for the most part. I mean, he was so methodical and rhythmic that it's like he was sharp that game. It wasn't like Carl Malone's game where he scored like 60 or 61. They're all a bunch of layups. It's like, no, Bernard King was like making jumpers all night long and they couldn't stop him. So incredibly efficient, got some boards, got some assists back before like boards were just all over the place. It's like if there's one thing I'm going to crap on for Wilt Chamberlain, it's like those 36 rebounds aren't going to be 36 rebounds in today's game. He probably had more like, I don't know, half that probably. And so um, to to add to your point, there was 126 field goal attempts. So uh, a lot lot of rebounds together. Yeah, yeah. Well, Here's the other thing, like, and again, you can turn it into a positive or a negative. Wilt played 58 minutes. So he had almost as many minutes as he had points. You know, that's a lot of game. Yeah. You know, for Bernard to, to get 60 and 41 minutes, like, if you're actually watching that game, there's a different level of, like, the guy's hot if he's able to get more points and nearly 20 minutes less. You know, I mean, that guy, that guy's really hot, and he's scoring – quickly you know it's like what would a bernard have got if he gave him 17 more minutes you know sort of thing so yeah i don't know that's why i went with this game because i did notice the wilt game but you know i wasn't gonna just be a homer you know but now you put oh, me man. in this weird predicament where i'm like ah, i gotta argue against wilt yeah, <laughs> you know, I just, yeah, I just ah, no no you went with bernard king because it's one of the most iconic games of you know all yeah. time right it's iconic i mean i've watched it i've seen the footage of it he's impressive like and it's incredibly efficient for a guy who isn't just, you know, getting the majority of his points under in the paint or dunking the basketball. Like he's a he's a mid-range player who is just smoking hot, you know? Yeah. For and sure. especially like get you know, getting rebounds and dunking the basketball on like little white kids too. Like that's yeah. But let's continue. Okay. All right. <laughs> How do you pick him and hate on him at the same nah, time? I just, I you just gave me the leeway, so I have to just keep on add, piling on. We know? haven't made our votes yet, right? You still want oh, votes, yeah, right? I got a vote, all right? I got a vote, and if you fucking want it, you're going to stop. You're going to stop. Yeah. You're going to stop belittling Wilt's competition if you want my vote. <laughs> <laughs> um, I picked this game by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Now, I managed to fucking pick the one year that Kareem is not an all-star, I managed to find the one f- out of a billion seasons that he's an all-star. This is the one year he's not an all-star. But I couldn't put him as a secret Santa. I just couldn't. It felt wrong in every way, shape, or form by what we were trying to go for. It's the exact, it would be the exact opposite of the Greg Ballard. And I felt weird having it there. So I'm having it here. Uh, Kareem absolutely filled up the stat sheet. Lakers win 111-96. to Kareem... 35 points, 17 rebounds, 9 assists, a steal, and 3 blocks. Shot 71%, carried the Lakers, who were struggling at this point, 14 and 18 at this point of the year. And I just thought this game was, like, insane. It's one of those he's everywhere type games. Like, the, the flying around for blocks, all over the place for rebounds. Like, Nine assists. That's the most crazy part for me. It's like agreed. that's not that's not a Kareem Abdul Jabbar type type no, thing. No. It, no. And I I was just extremely impressed. It's the third highest game score in the history of Christmas. Bernard King's being number one. Um but I got your back. But, <laughs> but keep making my case. Go ahead. <laughs> I love I, I was just like, I think this game by Kareem from a statistical standpoint and from a complete dominance on Christmas day, I, I was stunned. I was stunned by the near triple double or almost five by five, but like he needed a little bit more on the defensive end. Uh, but yeah, that's my pick. That's my pick. First is supersonics. RIP supersonics. RIP. <laughs> All right. So Russ, you pick first. Uh, I'm picking Bernard King. I think it's one of the greatest performances in all of Christmas. I feel like if, if it happened on another day, it wouldn't be talked about the same way as it's talked about because it happened on Christmas. Well, um, to be fair, Bernard King is barely talked about. I that's think. what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, what did, he had the an ACL or an, uh, what did he have that screwed up his career? 
What injury uh, was it? Yeah, it was a it was some kind of a leg injury. I know that much. It's been a while since I made his video. I think, it, I think it was ACL. I think it was yeah. knees. That's Didn't what I'm he have terrible knees? Um, something, something like that. But he ended up. This was he, like played through an ACL, and he had an incredible comeback too. Yeah. I remember he it, almost like a Dominique type comeback where people weren't expecting him to be good, and he was good for another year, but he didn't last no, terribly no. long. But I mean, he was one of the best scorers and stuff. And nowadays, people are even talking about guys like like Alex English, and I'm starting to hear if some of these underrated guys of the of the '80s get brought up more. But I still don't hear Bernard King brought up all that much. Like this dude, this dude was legit for a little while. Won a scoring title. To your point, you said, uh, I think of Adrian Dantley, but they're all in that category mm-hmm. of smaller guy who posted up, who had a fire post-up game. Yep. And that's how they got their buckets for the most part. Um, he was, he was, Bernard was kind of a beast in transition too, because um, he was strong and he was known for being a, like an intense competitor too. So yeah, if he, if he was paired with like a great point guard, he would have been even better because like, um, you know, just like he was a great trailer and like, you didn't want to get in front of Bernard King when he's on his way to the rim. Like right. he was a big, strong dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, definitely, so I'm going with Bernard. Yeah. So I, I'll, I really like Lindsay's case on, on Patrick Ewing. Mm-hmm. I'm going against the 86 Celtics, one of the greatest teams of all time. Yeah. That's a great and, point. Um, mm-hmm. And Patrick, Ewing, I think just, I usually don't care about the competition, but they fa- he he faced the toughest of the toughest competition, mm-hmm. and he came yeah. out with the dog. So I mean, I- that's Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish, like yeah. two of the greatest like big man um, tandems ever. So I mean, yeah. that's 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 pretty legit to do that. And I mean, I don't know if we give him bonus points because he was like, was he a rookie that year? It was his was rookie his- season. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's like you know, you can give him bonus points for that too. That's pretty impressive. So. Yeah, I. Square and it's worse one of the best teams ever when you add that in too. Like you were yeah. talking about just the front court, but that particular Celtics team, one of the best ball movement teams, one of the greatest overall teams of all time. I mean, if you think about Jordan's 63 against, against Boston, you know, in the playoffs, like everybody totally gives them bonus points because it was against Boston. Yeah. Like they do that all the time. So yeah, yeah. same thing with Patrick. Yeah. He lost. Patrick won. Mm-hmm. He won. He did oh, keep making my so argument. Jordan, why people. You Jordan, why you ain't win? Yeah. Why? It's because his head's too big. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and it's baldy too. Well, he had hair at that time. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll go with hair, He had hair the whole time for the most part. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, I'm going with Patrick. I'm going with Patrick. You're going Patrick? I'm going with Patrick. She won me. She won me over. The, Yay! Argument's, the argument's too good. I'll go with Patrick. Yeah. Why you want to I was going to go Wilt, but I'm like, to... that's such a good argument. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I don't even mind. We converted Johnny. We slowly bringing them in. We yeah, Wilt's overrated. I mean, I, I, I've come to that conclusion that's what, tonight. Exactly. Yeah, there's 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 hours of fucking, there's hours of content on Wilt. There's just a waste of time. You guys are I'm going to go delete all those videos now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to push that propaganda yeah. anymore. <laughs> no, no, no fucking hilarious. I, I was even thinking about, once you were talking about Patrick Ewing, because Lindsay went first. I could, that completely slipped my mind that that I, I should have just said Patrick Ewing, honestly. Uh-huh. Like, I love, I thought of Bernard King because of the iconic nature of the game. But the comeback is crazy. Like the whole context is crazy, and, and I was going to pick one of this this game for best game. I was really strongly thinking about it, like I said. So I was shocked you picked Bernard because it was yeah. like, it sounded like you already had Patrick Ewan in your mind. Look, so. I had my choice between two Knicks, and so <laughs> it was just a, a choice between two bowls of shit. The only difference was the smell. You know what I mean? So, oh my gosh! So did all three of you pick Ewing? Yeah. So you you didn't Woo! get your wish. You still, you still get to pick last, but at least everybody picked your guy. Yeah, at least I won't have to do a tie. Um, I can't vote so for him, so I'll go with Bernard King. I got one. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Why we ain't pick Will? Come because on. you started. Because you were like, "Hey, I got I picked this Wilt game, but he does play against trash competition." <laughs> Learn not to undercut yourself, bro. Like, God. It's crazy. I showed lo- mad love to the Oheads, but you know. It's like trying to. I mean, you 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 did, but you didn't. Like it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was what's called underhanded. Yeah, I got. It. I, I wasn't trying to at first, but all right. But all right. What were you gonna say, Lynn? 
It's like trying to sell a car and then telling people that it's actually a lemon. Like, you're not going to sell a fucking car. <laughs> That's fine. Well, well, this is the, the end of part one. And you can find part two in the description. If you want to see... And you wanna comment, see, too. If you want to see who's going to fucking win the best game of the year. If you're going to see what was the game we want a redo of. If you want to oh. see the all-NBA teams. If you want to see whether this fucking beard is going to last on my face. You're going to want to watch part those For sure. And that'll be on our channel. But for now... Adios, see you in a little bit. Hey guys, if you like what you heard, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. Just type in Apex Greatness on YouTube to see everything we put out this year. From legacy breakdowns to current NBA and NFL content, we have over 150 videos to binge if you're that type of person, or just to listen to in your spare time. We have about two to five hours of new content every week. Check us out. Later. Later.